Hello, my name is Obed, and I'm a junior at Providence Baptist College. Welcome to Maverick Messages, where you will hear the soul-stirring sermons that we hear each and every school day. Please enjoy the following Maverick message. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 16. You heard this before. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. For the just man falleth seven times. I look at that, and, and you've heard it before, and I, and I read it, and as I see it, I don't necessarily think of that guy, I would not necessarily think of that guy as a just man. He failed and fell, I should say, maybe not fail, he fell seven times. But he didn't stay down. What do we see? The reason he was a just man, not because he fell, because we're all going to fall at times. Big or small, you're going you're to fall. But what do you do after that fall? This semester, some of you are going to fall. And I'm not, it doesn't mean big into sin. I'm not trying to say, and it can be, but it's not necessarily big into sin. We're going to fall into huge sin, but you're going to fall in some kind of category financially. something may, And it may not be something that you could foresee. Something happens, your car breaks down. A deer runs into your car and you got to buy a new car. And then three weeks later, a lady pulls out in front of you and totals you. And then you're like, what in the world's going on? You know, I just, you know, that, that may happen. Okay, that did happen. Okay, and I'm still working on it. I'm in my sixth vehicle that I've been driven, driving in two months um, between rental vehicles and or new cars. And so I'm hoping to get my new car back. That's a story for another day. But some, it's going to happen. And so, so, so that happens financially. I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? I fell. And it wasn't necessarily my own accord. But what do I do? Give up. Oh, God, you, you, can't, you can't take care of me anymore. Or do I get back up and buy another car direct so that I can buy another car? <laughs> Brother Hall asked me, always asked me, is that a new car? What'd you do with the lab? I'm like, it's, it's, it's not. I didn't wreck this one, okay? But I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm really nervous now. I'll tell you, after a deer and, an, and an, someone pulling out in front of you and then the cold weather, you're always thinking, what in the world's going to happen to me? Um, but, make sure, but, but what we see here is he fell seven times, but he got back up. Failure was not an option. In our vocabulary as Christians, failure shouldn't even be an option. It's not even there. It's not, an, I'm not, success, yes. Failure, no. In whatever category in life, whether it's a spiritual category that we'll talk about, or maybe it's, it's just personally, failure should never be an option. You know, when I grew up, it was, you're, you don't do that, or you're going to do that because you're a Johnson. Johnsons do their homework. Do this, I was told, because that was your last name. You're going to do that. Was it, it wasn't just because Johnson was my last name and because I had parents that taught me that, but it's because I'm a Christian that failure wasn't an option. I wasn't given an option to fail as, as a kid. But now we get older and we don't have our parents that necessarily dictate our lives for us. We let failures come in. Failure should never be an option. The just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Let's get into the message. We'll talk about failure is not an option. Dear Lord, thank you so much for what you've done for us. I pray that you help me with this message. Please use it today. Speak to their heart. Speak through me. In your name I pray. Amen. He missed, tell me, success or failure. And I've got several of these, but I'm just going to do probably two. He missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. He lost almost 300 games. That's three and a half seasons worth in, 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 in basketball. It's three and a half seasons worth of games he lost. Great guy, right? That's a sermon you want to look after, right? Because he's just a loser, right? On 26 occasions, he was given the game-winning shot and missed it. It's on him. He was the one. He, he was the guy to have that. Yet Michael Jordan never gave up. Gave up. Would you call him a success or a failure? Success, right? He, he fell. 26 times he fell and throughout his career, 9,000 times he missed the shot. And he just decided, oh, okay, I, I missed today, so I'm done. No, he got back up. No, he, wouldn't, he knew how much the other guys would practice. So he would do one more shot or 10 more shots because I'm going to work harder because I fell last game. I'm going to get up again. 
Larry Bird, their team's down by 25 points at halftime. He goes out there and he gets the ball and he, he would take, he would always pass the ball in and, and he would go and, and, and he, the ref gives the ball to him. He gives the ball back to the ref. He said, you know what? We haven't quit yet. I don't want you to quit either. As a ref, don't take it easy because this is going to be a hard game. That next quarter, he made 11 shots. So, uh, six or seven of them were threes. They were tied at the end of the third and overtime they won it after being down by 25 points. Do you know why? Failure wasn't an option. And in, in his life, you know, and this is not even spiritually related. We're just not going to fail. I'm, it's not in my vocabulary. I'm not just going to give up because I had, a, I had a bad day or I had a bad week or semester. Last semester, maybe some of you were as great. Maybe for some of you, it was rough. So give up, right? Is that in our vocabulary just to quit? Failure is not an option. What's a couple areas that failure should not be an option? First off, in serving the Lord. We should not be failures when it comes to serving the Lord. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. What does it say? Serve the Lord with gladness. Serving the Lord. Only fear the Lord, 1 Samuel says, and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. Serving the Lord with all our heart. Well, I'm not called to be in the ministry. That's okay. There's a lot in here that maybe not be called into the ministry, but you are supposed to be a Christian. And not just on Sundays, Pastor talked about, was it last night or Sunday morning, about, about just wearing it on Sunday where I'm going to put this on. And he doesn't just put Christianity on when he comes to the pulpit and he's different away from the pulpit. We should be a full-time Christian. You're not a second-rate citizen, a second-rate Christian because you're not in the ministry. We all need to serve the Lord. And if you are called to the ministry, we should serve the Lord and we shouldn't be failures when it comes to serve the Lord. Are you going to fall? Yes. Are you going to get yelled at? Yes. Shoot out for doing something stupid? Yes. That means you give up whatever it is and you had a bad day on the bus routes. You didn't have anyone on your bus route. Okay, this week we had none of no one on the bus route, okay? So we give up because we didn't run the bus, so we, we had a bad... No. Keep going. The first... When, we, when I first started coming on the bus ministry, within two weeks, I think we ran four kids or five kids. That's what, we, that's what the bus route was down to. So what do we do? Are we going to have a bus route? Are we going to keep running? And, and obviously, we want to run a bus. We want to pick people up. But if you're only going to bring a couple kids in, what are you going to do? So Brother Joel says, no, failure is not an option. I asked him as a teen. I was ninth grade. What are we going to do? Are we gonna, am I going to keep going out with you? Do I have to find another bus? He's like, we're going to run this bus route. Failure is not an option. And grew that bus route. And now it's still going today when it looked like there was a time where there, we had fallen as a bus route. So no, let's step it up. Serving the Lord, failure is not an option. It's a privilege to serve the Lord. It's a privilege outside of my job to serve the Lord that I get to serve the Lord. Now I get to be the bus director. I love the bus ministry. I get to do that on my own time. The bus, being a bus captain, you know, is not necessarily paid. But now I also get to be the bus director. But I still get to serve the Lord outside of my job. Just because I'm in staff doesn't mean that's my ministry. So I'm done for the week, 40 hours in, no. No, I still have ministry outside of that. I get to serve the Lord. Failure isn't an option when it comes to that. And not just because I'm on staff is failure not an option. We've got a lot of great men and women in the church in different ministries from the bus mission to the nurseries to the different things. And, and some of them are getting older and never take that they're failing because they have to slow down a little bit. That's not failing. There's a time in their life they can't run and do as much as you do right now. But there's still people in there that are working in the nurseries, that are working in the nursing homes that are older and said, you know, I still can do something. I can still serve the Lord. I can still go out soul winning. I can still come to church on a cold day. They're driving into church. You're 80 years old. Why in the world are you coming out? Because I want to serve. I want to go to church. I'm still going to serve the Lord. I'm not going to fail when it comes to that. Failure is not an option when it comes to serving the Lord. Failure is not an option when it comes to staying pure. In a world that's going to try to take your purity from you, they have no idea what purity even is anymore. You say that and they're like, what in the world? What's that? That's not even in their vocabulary. They're so wicked. Their mind is so corrupt. 
they want to take that from you. Some of you that work in the world, you hear that. You hear their nonsense that goes on. I had the privilege of not working in the world. I worked for Brother Todd Landscaping for four years in college. Did I make as much as the other people? No. But you know what I didn't have to deal with? The garbage day in and day out, all 40 hours a week hearing their nonsense. When I, after college and I started doing that, I was so glad I worked at Trugan. I was away from, I was only with people for like 45 minutes a day because that's all I could handle, the wicked and vileness that would be talked in the first few minutes of work. They're trying to rob the purity. And then, then you say that you're, you're a Christian and they think like, what, what, you're weird. No, no, I just want to be pure because I made a decision. Failure is not an option when it comes to my purity. I'm not going to lose my purity. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep my mind pure. I'm going to keep my body pure. I'm going to keep my heart pure. Failure is not an option. Exodus 20, 14 says, just plainly, thou shalt not commit adultery. That does not leave any room for failure. Thou shalt not do it. It's not an option. Oh, you can or you can't. You can stay pure or you don't really have to stay pure. No, we need to stay pure as Christians. 1 Corinthians 6, 13, meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but, the, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. 1 Corinthians, uh, and then you reverse, go down to 18 through 20, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Purity is not an option to fail in. This is God's body. What I'm doing with is with God's body. I'm a Christian. He bought you. He died for you. Is that what we think of God when it comes to our purity? That I don't love him enough? That I don't appreciate him sending his son to die on the cross for us? When I go and I'm going to, when I'm messing around and, and it may be in my mind, it may be whatever it may be. That's how much, how much do I really love God? I ask you, how much do you really love? Do you love him enough to keep yourself pure? So, you know, that what he wants, that's what he commands. So failure is not an option when it comes to my purity. Failure is not, I, I, I care about my future spouse so much that I'm going to keep myself pure. I care about my future kids somewhere that are going to happen. Someday I may have kids that I'm going to keep myself pure. I may lead a, a Sunday school class or a church or whatever it may be. I care about them so much, obviously the Lord, but then there's a lot of other things that it's going to affect. King David, it affected him, didn't it? When he messed up with Bathsheba, the penalty that he had, what happened one generation later with Solomon? How many wives and concubines did he have? You say that they did not mess with him because of, of David's sin. Now, Solomon had to make his own choice. I'm not saying, I'm not blaming completely David on that, but you see what he did and it affected his kids. If you read just a few generations later, do you know what was in the land of Israel not too long, just a couple generations after Solomon? Sodomites. The, the effects generation down the line, and obviously we know that people have to make their own decision, but they gave in. David gave in to giving up his purity. He was going to mess around, then he was going to kill someone, and not only affected him, but it affected his children, it affected his grandchildren, and it affected the nation potentially later on because of that decision that he made. Keeping ourself pure. You get one chance at it. Don't give it up. Don't lose it. Keep your mind pure. You say, well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping, just start with keeping your mind pure. We are so, the, the world, just what you hear, even if you never heard anything immoral in your life until you just hear from the world, that's enough that you got to guard it. You got to tune it out. You got to go and you got to get yourself into scripture, whatever it may be, to keep your mind pure, much less what we add to it. The, mu- the, the potential music, we had a music seminar. The filthy and godly music, you hear it out in the world when you go shopping. Hopefully you don't listen to it in your own. You don't have it on your phone. You don't listen to your phone or spot your headphones where no one can hear me, but I, I'm going to listen to it. You, you can't change it at work. 
I know some of you have. You're like, I, we used to have Christian Day where they would put somewhat Christian music up on there. No, they got rap day and they got hip and they got all this kind of stuff and, 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 and heavy metal. And, you, and some of you got to put up with that. But you need to make sure that you go, you keep yourself pure. What you watch, the movies, obviously you're not supposed to watch movies here, but the movies that you watch, keep yourself pure. There's a lot of nasty filth inside the movies that we say, oh, it's not too bad. But, what, but you would never... It, it, you would never, as pastor, you never let that inside your home, but you'll watch a movie. You let someone mess around inside your home or inside the college. But no, we can watch a movie and we can watch it. And it's okay. It's not going to affect me. Keeping yourself pure. You've got to, if you've got a problem with it, find someone. Talk to Pastor Houston. Talk to Miss Wood. Say, you know what? I, I just, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I need to keep my mind pure. What can I do? I'm struggling this area. Don't come in and be like, oh, well, they're going to look down at me. No, they want to help you because they want, they know that keeping your purity, failure is not an option. They're here to help. They're not going to belittle you. They're not going to make you feel like trash. After the end of it, you're going to be so glad that you went to them that whatever the fear that you have in trying to talk to them now is gone and you actually can live a good Christian life and not have to worry. You can overcome some of that by just a little bit. And I'm not saying you're into major stuff. It may be something small. But so, you know, I need help. Brother Hall, I need, I need, you, to, I need you to help me. What can I do to, to get this? I want to have a pure thought life. I want to have a pure heart because I don't want it to go any further. I'm not going to push the bounds Staying pure. Next, believe in the Bible. The King James Version is the Bible. It's not an option. I'm not just. I'm not going to give in. I know there, there's a lot, and we can go. And I'm almost done. Failure is not an option. It's weird that you have to even say that, but it's coming back around where you got to say that. You have to. You have to actually say, "I believe the King James Bible is the Word of God." And you have to be super clear with it because so many people are so ambiguous with what they say that they don't believe that the King James Bible is the Word of God. You may not have that problem, but wait till you get out there. You start talking to people and they start putting these other versions in front of you. and You don't quite catch it and they start infiltrating. And, and I believe that the Bible is the word of God. Thy word is truth. I do believe that the Bible is the word of God. A couple areas quickly, fun to help right now where failure is not an option. Showing up for class. I fear it, it, It's still serious though. Study to show thyself approved unto God. First Corinthians still says, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever schoolwork class that you do, do all to the glory of God. Is failing is not that's giving God the glory. Am I can I fail in that? Is failing an option and giving God the glory? So how does you and I'm not saying you're sick and there's different things that come up. I'm not saying that. But your class attendance and your class work, does it glorify God? If someone were to go and look at your transcripts, would they say, man, that's got to be a Christian? And, I, and, A's and A's and B's don't mean that you're glorifying God. You could get a C. Maybe a D is what you can get. And you get a really hard, you, you earn that D and you, you work hard. And that may be glorifying God. Now, I think a lot of you can do more than that, okay? But it's not saying that you have to get an A, that straight A's means you're glorifying God. You may not be glorifying God at all and you can get straight A's because that's just how you are. And you did not work hard at it. Showing up for class, doing your homework. You're going to fall. You're going to miss an assignment. You're going to miss a paper. I didn't know that one was due. It was on the syllabus. Yeah, but I, I, I lost it. Well, where's your, where, where's your calendar? Oh, I, I bought one to begin with, and I wrote everything down for the first day, and then I lost it in my car somewhere because I, okay, we, you're going to fall, but don't let a semester go by and you're a failure. One assignment, get back up. Two assignments, well, don't do it again. It really shouldn't get to that point. Three and four, well, you're going to start setting yourself up for failure where that failure is becoming an option. Pass, fail, well, it used to just be pass. Now I'm kind of nudging. Failure is an option in my life. So the question for you today is failure an option. When it comes to different, and this is just a few, there's a lot more. I don't have time to go into a lot more. 
Is failure an option? Is failure you're an option when it comes to serving the Lord? It's okay if I fail this week. You're going to have it bad. Something's going to happen. I get it. Get back up and make next week change it and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fail next week. And your purity. Get back. Some of you either keep staying pure. Some of you get back up. Some of you have gotten back up. Keep going. So maybe you messed up. Maybe it wasn't big. Maybe it was. You messed up before. Well, keep going. It doesn't mean that you have to relive that life. You're going to be that just man where you're going to say, you know, I fell. And obviously I've got to live with those consequences, but I'm not going to fall again. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to serve the Lord. When it comes to your Bible, you believe that it's the word. Do you live like you believe this is God's word? Do you read it like you believe it's God's word? Is it just a class where you got to read through the New Testament this year? So I'm going to read that and skim through it all, but I'm not actually going to get something from it. I'm not actually going to have devotion time. Read a chapter. I know you're busy. Find something, whatever works for you. Read it. I told my bus kids, can you give five minutes to God? You do all this. Can you give God five minutes? If that's all you have, give him five minutes every day that you actually believe this is the word of God. Your classwork, your class attendance, whatever it may be, in serving the Lord, don't let failure be an option. Thank you for listening to another Maverick message. We hope this sermon was as much a blessing to you as it was to us.